sir. Yes, sir. Welcome back. So another edition of For Love of the Game. It's your one and only Nick Andre. I'm glad I have you guys tuned in with me. Finishing up these NBA team previews. The season is right around the corner. I know many people like myself are very excited and we got to talk about the champs. It's only right that we cap off the, the season previews with talking about the champs. And I have a special guest with me, none other than somebody who covers the team for Crown Hoops and also covers St. John basketball. Got my guy CT, man. How you doing, man? Thank you for coming on. Hey, Nick. Thanks for having me on. Uh, yeah, nothing like, you know, the basketball season starting up, defending champions. So looking forward to, uh, to breaking it all down with you. Yes, sir. Not a problem at all, man. But let's go ahead and dive right into it right, right from the jump, man. We're going to we're going to recap what took place last season. Nuggets finished at 53 and 29, which was the first seed in the West. Jamal Murray returns from injury. Um, Jokic, Nikola Jokic has another MVP caliber season, averaging 24 and a half points, nearly 12 rebounds and nearly 10 assists. Um, got to the playoffs to beat Minnesota in the first round. They beat the Phoenix Suns in the second round. They get to the conference finals beat the Los Angeles Lakers then, and then make their way to the NBA Finals where they defeat the Miami Heat in five games, which did eventually award them NBA champions. So my first question to you is, what was your biggest takeaway from last season? Yeah, I think the biggest takeaway from last year was just, uh, you know, having Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. back. Um, you know, you saw the year before that the Nuggets really weren't equipped uh, to win a championship. Even, even in my opinion, if they had Murray and Porter Jr., they wouldn't have won anyway just because the surrounding roster wasn't as completed as it was last year. You know, you look at guys like KCP that they added to the roster, Bruce Brown, Christian Brown, like those guys were all uh, taller, perimeter-oriented, versatile pieces that the Nuggets were kind of missing in years past. So I just think the makeup of the roster around Jokic was was kind of different. So um, and the last time, you know, Jokic had Murray and then Porter Jr., obviously they were in the bubble, uh, you know, full strength, and they made the conference finals. So you fast forward about uh, two to three years later, uh, the Nuggets are at full strength, and uh, their games also kind of progressed as well. Jokic had two MVPs at that point, so he was much, you know, much more all all around a better player. And then adding that depth, uh, you know, you need stars to win in, in the playoffs. So uh, Murray and Jokic definitely, you know, established themselves, in my opinion, as the the best duo in the in the league, especially come playoff time uh, for this year. So, um, you know, I think having those guys back and Jokic taking the leap he did, I think that's what kind of. Uh, you know, aided the Nuggets to to get to that point as as world champions. Yeah, uh, you you see the difference between the teams, especially you know having the right pieces surrounding Jokic, and you know you look at twenty twenty two where Jamal Murray was out, and then they ended up getting the six seed, which was great. You know, just based off you know Jokic carrying the team on his back, but they weren't able to prevail against a team like the Golden State Warriors. Then you transition back, and I've been I've told people for for a long time about the importance of Jamal Murray. When he played in the bubble in 2020, they got to the conference finals. Then he misses the 2021 playoffs where they lost in the second round, I believe. 2022, yes. losing the first round. Then he comes back for 2023, and they see they obviously get a championship. So the importance of Jamal Murray is definitely important. You know, I think he's a great sidekick alongside Jokic. And we saw, you know, we saw it on full display throughout the postseason. And then you mentioned the other supporting cast. You know, I think that a guy like Bruce Brown, I, I think I think last year was his best year. Like, I'll, I'll say that last year was his, was his best year, especially for showing his versatility. Yeah. Uh, talked about the Jeff Greens of the world. I think Aaron Gordon also took a leap as well. So it was a great supporting cast surrounding a star player like Jokic, which was able to get them to the chip. Um, my next question is, how important is it to have the top seed in the West? Because we always saw the knock, uh, we always saw the Nuggets get it, and you know we're in an era now where 
a lot of the star players, you know, they're resting. You know, I think a lot of teams are not necessarily worried about a top seed. But Jokic plays 69 games. Jamal Murray plays 65 games. So, and you obviously saw how beneficial it was for the Warriors, or sorry, excuse me, for the Nuggets to have that first seed and then have home court advantage throughout the entire playoffs. So, can you talk about the importance that the Nuggets have with the number one seed? Yeah, I think the the number one seed was definitely a big benefit for the Nuggets last year. You know, looking at kind of the Nuggets were able to um, rest Porter Jr. and Murray at certain points of the year. I think Jokic as well. This was probably like the least amount of games he's played over the past couple of years. Um, so he was kind of, you know, able to have, you know, a team at full strength. He was able to get the requisite rest in order for him to kind of, you know, use all of his energy for the playoffs. And same with Murray and same with Porter Jr. Um, but yeah, I think the number one seed is definitely an important kind of aspect of, of the playoffs. And the Nuggets only lost one game in the in at home last year, and that was to the Heat, uh, game two of the finals, which they also, you know, that game, give the Heat credit for sure, but that game right. was just like such an anomaly as far as like, you know, they were hitting a ton of shots and they were really hot from three. But definitely the importance of home court advantage is uh, pivotal, especially for a team like the Nuggets who kind of thrive and, you know, the altitude and where they play. So, um, yeah, we'll see this year, you know, going into the year, um, they've kind of made mention that a lot of the guys are going to rest, you know, more often than not, just because they extended the, the year last year deep into the summertime. Right. So there wasn't really that much time to rest. Um, so we'll see if that kind of coincides with the Nuggets, maybe sliding down the standings a little bit, if they can still get home court advantage until maybe the Western Conference finals. So if they get a top three seed, they'll still have home court advantage, but they won't have it if they face say the number one seed, um, you know, in the finals. So um, yeah, definitely, you know, home court advantage is, is important. But um, we'll see this year, like I said, if the, if that kind of trade-off is what they, they're willing to do and they just trust that they can go on the road and, and steal some games if need be. Yeah, I didn't even think about the altitude part. That that definitely does play a role in, you know, how they play at home and then, of course, you know, with other teams trying to adjust. So, you know, they definitely did play into effect throughout this playoffs. And, I mean, you mentioned they only lost one game at home to the, to the Miami Heat, but they were able to take care of business, you know, besides that. Um, let's talk about some of the last season departures. You know, I mentioned the other, I mentioned them earlier. You know, Bruce Brown and Jeff Green. Bruce Brown is now in Indiana with the Pacers. Jeff Green is now in Houston with the Rockets. Both of them played a, like a crucial role as far as winning that championship. So can you touch on them a little bit and how how the Nuggets may miss them? You know, this upcoming season. Yeah, for sure. I think you know, starting with Bruce Brown, uh, he was just a guy who was like a Swiss Army knife for the Nuggets, and he filled a variety of different roles. You know, when Murray. Uh, was resting. He was able to start at point guard uh, at times. So he kind of ran a lineup of Bruce playing point guard. And he wasn't really like the point guard per se, but he was a guy who could play pick and roll with Jokic. Uh, he was a really, really dynamic cutter, uh, athletic finisher at the rim. And he was a really good defender at the point of attack. So I think the Nuggets are going to miss his experience. And they're going to miss his all-around versatility because he could play uh, instead of Jamal, you know, in lineups uh, where he's sitting. But also he could play beside Murray where KCP, you know, sometimes in some matchups he wasn't as effective. Uh, and when they subbed in Bruce Brown. And even Bruce was finishing games over KCP or Porter Jr. Uh, in the playoffs too. So they're just going to miss his all-around versatility. They're going to miss his defense. And like I said, just for the regular season, he was kind of like a, a stopgap guy. So he was just someone who could fill in. Like I said, when Murray was out and then two in the playoffs, he, he was really good in the finals. Like the finals, he was really, really good uh, as far as mixing and matching lineups. And his three ball was really on in the, in, in the finals too. Um so I just think they're going to miss like having that extra body, that versatile, that versatile option. Um, so he's going to be a big loss. And, you know, he got a well-deserved contract, I think, with the Pacers. Um, and I think he's going to really excel there as well. So I'm looking forward to see how he does. But he'll, he'll definitely be missed this year. And then Jeff Green, for me, I, I think it's been kind of, you know, I have a ton of respect for Jeff Green, especially the career that he's had and the longevity he's been able to have as well. Um, you know, filling a different 
uh, roles for teams and playing on as many teams as he has. It's just I think his impact was a bit overrated when it comes to like the the national kind of perspective where they say, you know, you know, they're going to miss Jeff Green. And, you know, Bruce obviously was the, the centerpiece of the the missing you know piece of the offseason. But right. I think Jeff was pretty good when it came to the playoffs. Like he was a serviceable option. And the Nuggets just needed a guy who was able to kind of fill in and not like bleed points when the Nuggets starters were off. So that's in that aspect, he was pretty good. And I will say he was pretty good defensively as well. He took out a different, a lot of different assignments, you know, guarding Jimmy Butler in the finals, guarding uh, Carl Towns, uh, guarding KD at certain points. So I will say like he did have a pretty substantial and important role. Um, but I do think the Nuggets have are pretty well suited uh, as far as having replacement options for him. Uh, at that point, and then uh, Ish Smith was a good locker room guy as well. He, you know, he left. I don't think he's on a team right now, but he was also another good uh, locker room guy. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting, you know, as far as seeing who's going to replace uh, those guys in rotation, um, you know, moving forward. They definitely went a little younger this year uh, right. as well. You know, if you go looking at the draft picks that they have and uh, Peyton Watson looks to step up this year, same with Christian Brown. Um, Vlaco Chancho, unfortunately, towards ACL in the FIBA World Cup. He was slated to have a, a pretty big, substantial, a pretty big and substantial role off the bench, uh, too. And then Zeke Naji is at, at center, uh, someone who kind of was hit or miss as far as his injuries last year. So we'll see if he can stay healthy and, and kind of contribute in that aspect as well. What has been your thoughts on the preseason? You know, I know they played a couple games against the Chicago Bulls. They have a few. They have a few more games to go as well. So what would have been your what have been your thoughts on the preseason? Have you seen, you know, any young guys that you see emerging? Because I know there's a lot of hype right now with uh, with the new rookie, uh, Julian Strother. So can you talk about yeah. the preseason a little bit? For sure, definitely. Um, yeah, I think for right now, you know, MPJ and Christian Brown have been out uh, for the whole preseason. So uh, they're kind of starting a little bit behind that way. I mean, I think more so MPJ as far as, like, he's pretty established as far as the hierarchy goes and in, in the starting lineup. So I think he'll be okay when they pick up. And I think Christian Brown's a guy who's going to have more responsibility this year. So maybe he'll be a little bit behind the eight ball starting out. So we'll see if he plays tomorrow or Thursday before the regular season starts next week. Um, but as far as like who's, who stood out, I think Julian Strother for sure. Like you mentioned, um, you know, I'm someone who does like a lot of draft work. You know, I've been doing draft prep since 2014 and right. he was a guy I was really, really high on for the nuggets to draft uh, actually him and Christian Brown the past few years that, that they selected, uh, those guys, I was pretty high on, on both of their impacts. But Strother in particular, he's a guy who's averaging like close to 20 points a game on uh, like 50% from three and 40%, 47% from the field. So he's been ultra efficient. And he's a guy who who I really like as far as filling uh, different lineups. He's a really dynamic shooter, a great three-point shooter. Uh, he's shown a, a little bit more of an ability to handle the ball as well. Um, he could run some pick and roll with the bench. Or I think he could actually fill in too with uh, next to Murray or play like uh, with KCP in the backcourt uh, as far as kind of like initiating offense too. So I think, you know, as of right now, we'll see Malone's been out for the preseason. So we'll see if uh, next week he plays in the first game of the regular season. But I think for now he's proving a point as far as like him establishing himself in the rotation. But yeah, he's been a welcome surprise and someone who just looks ready made. You know, I think that's what Calvin Booth, I don't know if you read the article today that Calvin Booth kind of had on the ringer um, where he was kind of mentioning yeah. these guys. Yeah, definitely check it out. It was a really good article as far as um, he was mentioning, uh, like, the rookies that came in. And they're all older guys, right? So, like, Christian Brown's a guy at Kansas, won a national championship, was there right. three years. Julian Strother was there at Gonzaga three years, high-level program, played deep into the NCAA tournament. So, the Nuggets have their core guys. So, they just need guys who could fit around those guys and fill a different, a myriad of different roles. And I think Strother's a guy offensively who can do that. And Brown is a guy on defense who can do that as well. 
Um, and then I think Murray has been really good in the preseason as well. As well, I think he's kind of slated to take an all-star type leap, you know, especially with Ja being out for uh, the first 25 games. I think he's going to have an opportunity to kind of fill that point guard role uh, for the all-star game. So he's looks he looks really quick. Uh, it looks kind of like just where he left off in the finals. Hasn't really skipped the beat. So I think those two guys in particular, then Jokic obviously is Jokic, but they've all looked, uh, those two guys in particular have looked really good and have showed out uh, so far in the preseason. So we'll see if they carry that over uh, into next week, first game in the regular season. Yeah, I'm more excited to see how the young guys, especially, you know, especially with what we talked about, you know, with the loss of, you know, Bruce Brown, you know, Ish Smith, Jeff Green. So I'm, I'm excited to see how the young guys can really step in. And, you know, you touched on, you know, Christian Brown being the three-year guy, um, Julian Strother being at Gonzaga for three years as well. So, you know, these guys, I know that they're not relatively young because I know that a lot of teams, they want to go for one and done guys. But, right. I think, you know, I think, you know, having these guys that are already ready, I mean, I'll be real, like Julian Strother, he seemed like he already has an NBA-ready body. So I think that does help him in a way. So, you know, I love, the fact that, I love the fact that these guys, you know, have, a, have like have a little bit of experience in college, you know, like like in, like a few years in, um, in college. And then they're able to be able to translate, translate that to the NBA. So I love what I'm seeing from, you know, early on in this preseason. And hopefully, hopefully we can translate that, you know, into the regular season. Um, I don't know if you're much of an X and O type guy, but have you, have there been any new sets that you may have seen or something different that you've seen within the offense that you may have not seen last year or in the playoffs or anything? Yeah, I think for now it's been a lot of the same. Um, But I, I have seen some new wrinkles as far as um like Aaron Gordon, Murray and Jokic usually run a three-man game for the most part. And Porter Jr. does as well, but he hasn't been out there. Um, but a lot more cutting. Um, there's been a lot more slip cuts as well. I don't know if you've seen, like, Julian Strada last night had, like, a couple cuts. Uh, yeah, that was pretty that, interesting. Yeah. Um, and he's really picked up the system well uh, to start. And, like, he was a guy in college, just, like, kind of, like, touch on him again. Uh, he played with Drew Timmy in college, and he was a guy who kind of was, like, the star player, good passer, like, big man in the paint. Um, so I think he's going to fit well with Jokic as far as, like, cutting angles and pick and rolls and things like that. But yeah, as far as the X and O's, I just think um, Murray, as far as like coming off the screens, uh, pin downs, things like that, uh, they've ran a lot of action for, for Strother for the rookie in, in the first couple of games. It's been pretty surprising, but pretty cool to see. Um, but I just think that bench is going to have more shooting this year compared to last year because the Nuggets bench last year was like 29th in the league, which is pretty astounding for a contender, but for sure. So I just think, you know, the Nuggets are always having wrinkles in their offense and I think last year, like their playbook was kind of on full display going into the finals that long into the, you know, into the season. So I just think there's always going to be more, um, more wrinkles and more counters to to what teams are kind of scouting as far as what they see out there. I want to touch a little bit more on Christian Brown because, you know, at least from, you know, what I've seen, especially last year, you know, he's always been a good player, but he seems to have gotten more on everyone's radar, you know, once the playoffs begin and then, of course, during the finals. So can you touch a little bit more about Christian Brown and his impact on the team? Yeah, for sure. I think um, Christian Brown last year was a guy who established himself pretty early on. Uh, it was a game, a second game of the season against Golden State. Uh, he was really going, like, toe-to-toe against Klay Thompson and Jordan Poole um, and even, like, defending them really well. So I think at that point, kind of figured, like, the Nuggets needed more perimeter defense because their offense is really high-powered. You know, if you got guys like Jokic and Murray and Porter Jr., you know, KCP, uh, even Aaron Gordon to an extent, you just need defenders around those guys. And Christian Brown was a guy who filled the role as a defender. And he was really versatile as well. I, I honestly think he's mm-hmm. – him and KCP are, are arguably the best two perimeter defenders on the team. Um, you know, he was able to go in the playoffs and guard like a Devin Booker. Uh, you know, obviously he got scored on a, a good amount. And he was able to guard KD, but it was just like he was able to kind of like irritate them a little bit. 
Uh, he was able to guard Anthony Edwards in the first round. He was able to guard Jimmy Butler at times too. Um, and then we saw in that, that finals game three where he had like the 15 points and uh, he was cutting, uh, rebounding, um, shooting the ball pretty well for the most part. Shot 35% from three last year, which is which is pretty good for a rookie, good. Uh, you know, close to league average. Um, I just think for him, the next step is, you know, a lot of people say like he should run pick and rolls and things like that. And I actually disagree. I just think maybe a little bit more on ball stuff could work. But I just think if he sticks to the formulas, what worked for him last year um, and maybe just up the aggressiveness, uh, up the aggressiveness offensively, I think um, we'll see a leap from him in year two. But, yeah, he's going to be really, really important for the Nuggets, especially with uh, Bruce Brown's departure, like we touched on before. Um, just having that guy who could fill in, you know, like say with Porter Jr.'s out at night, he could start. Uh, Gordon's out at night, he could start, and MPJ slides down to the four. So it's just like that versatility that he has um, that really fits in well with the with the Nuggets starters, but also with, with the bench. But, um, yeah, in the playoffs, I think against the Lakers, you know, in that series, he was kind of benched for the most part. Um, but, again, like in the finals we saw, he really – um, was able to establish himself as a guy who deserved and was worthy of minutes. So I'm right. um, looking forward to see how he, how he fares this year. But I think we are going to see uh, – I don't know how big of a leap, but definitely um, an up – like an, uh, a definitely up in uh, usage and maybe his uh, three-point percentage. So, um, you know, should be should be something where we see, you know, him get more minutes. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's a guy that really strikes me as a guy that has the utmost confidence. And, I mean, you see it. You know, once he steps on the floor, you know, I mean, I mean, you talk about you talk about the versatility, especially on defense, you know, him being a great perimeter defender. And then on offense, you know, he's able to get to the basket, you know, with his with, with his um, athleticism and everything. So I would love to see how he's going to be able to translate that from last year, especially in the finals, you know, where, where he did have big moments and be able to carry that over into next season. So I'm really I'm really interested to see how that how that can translate. Uh, another guy I want to talk about is Aaron Gordon, because I feel like at least to me, I think that last year was his best year. Same thing that I said with Bruce Brown. I think that Aaron – I mean, even though Aaron Gordon has had great moments, especially in Orlando, but I think, you know, especially playing right next to Jokic at the power forward position, I feel like he was able to thrive and be able to get, you know, good high-quality shots and just being able to play efficiently. Average a little over 16 a game and then a little over six and a half rebounds. So can you talk a little bit more about Aaron Gordon and his impact last year and how he can translate that uh, into this year? Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with you. I think that was the best year of his career. Um, he was in the All Star conversation for a while. Yeah. Um, until so they kind of fizzled out toward the end of that voting process, just because MPJ came back and Murray kind of upped his uh, percentages as well. But yeah, Gordon is a guy who's he's extremely important for what the Nuggets do. Um, I would say last year, you know, I'm a, I'm a big advocate for Michael Porter Jr., but I think Aaron Gordon was established himself as the third most important player in the playoffs at least last year. You know, as far as you kind of factor in his defensive role, right? His he was guarding, you know. Uh, Carl Towns in the first round and then guarding Kevin Durant. Then he was guarding LeBron James and, and Anthony Davis at times. Then he was guarding Jimmy Butler. It's just, that's like a gauntlet of, of really, really dynamic wings to guard. So I, and he did a really good job doing it too. It's not like he got um, exposed or anything. He was, he actually was really pivotal to stopping those, not stopping, but he's pivotal to slowing them down and kind of uh, allowing, you know, Jokic to do what he does defensively and things like that. Um, so I just think Gordon definitely, for sure, I agree with you. Had, that was his best year of his career. Um, guy is really, really great in the dunker spot. Um, was able to kind of space the four pretty well. He's a pretty good shooter as well, even yeah. though teams kind of leave, left him open uh, in the finals and things like that. But um, dynamic cutter, really good passer too now. He's really kind of like um, – there was a quote after the uh, Warrior series where they lost, and he was like, I want to really like up my IQ and kind of like know how to play beside Jokic. And he really did prove that last year that he kind right. of knew – 
you know, how to play next to Jokic. He was really dynamic in doing that. So I even think this year, I think maybe there's another leap in store for him as well. But I just think the more familiar he is with Jokic and, and playing beside him and Jamal and Mike, uh, I just think he's really in store for another great year. And, um, yeah, he's top three, top four, arguably most important player on the team. And when you factor in, you know, his responsibilities on both ends of the floor. Yeah, um, I think he really showed a lot of his versatility, especially last year. And I think, I don't know, I I guess it was something that I realized in the series against the Lakers this past year. Because, oh, I mean, the Nuggets, they're a team, you know, when they can, you know, they, they like to get out and get transition baskets. And I think there was a lot of times where you did see Aaron Gordon, you know, getting the ball and then, of course, pushing the pace, you know, going in transition. And, I mean, I really love seeing, yeah. you know, whether it's him getting to the basket or whether, whether it's him kicking it out to open shooter. You know, he was able to really put show that show that uh that versatility on, on full display. And then in the finals as well, there was many times where he had a mismatch where he may have made where he may have had Max Struess defending him or Gabe Vince, you know, and he was able to take advantage of that. So I love yep. what Aaron Gordon was able to do this past season. I think that he played like he was another guy that played a crucial role in that um in the in the playoffs and there's a reason why they they became champions. So um For a sure. more, yeah a few more questions a few more questions before we wrap up. Um uh, I guess these questions are just kind of from a fan's perspective. Um do you believe that Jokic is currently the best player in the NBA? I'd have to say yes. I'd have to say yes when you when you factor in the uh, the impact stats and all the metrics. But I just think for me, when you look in the playoffs, right, he was just a guy who was able to shoulder heavy load. Um, any series he was able to dominate. You know, every series he went up against different competition as far as different bigs. Uh, I went against Carl Towns and Rudy Gobert in round one, which was a pretty – uh, p- yeah. Pretty formidable duo def- defensively. You know, I know Cat gets a bad rap, but those two guys were close to seven feet. You know, in the paint, that's that's tough for any any big. Um, you know, Jokic against Aiden. Aiden's kind of he used to be someone who gave Jokic trouble, but Jokic again he figures out everybody. You know, as the years go on. Um, then the finals against Bam Adebayo, who personally I would say is arguably the best defender in the league. I know a lot of people kind of disagree with them. They say Giannis things like that, but. For me with Bam, I mean, you look at last year and what he was able to do against Giannis in the playoffs. Yeah. I think Bam definitely has a stake in that, in that, uh, you know, in that discussion. So, like I just said with Jokic, he's, you know, you know, knock on wood, he's always, um, you know, he plays in the regular season a good amount. Um, so I think that factors in. Uh, but also, to just think the way he's been able to kind of like up his game each year. You know, he gets better shooting the ball every year. He's more aggressive in the paint. Uh, basically, average or close to a triple double last year as well. So. I just think the impact as far as that and the stats and the durability, I think, is what puts him puts him at the top for me. Yeah, uh, we we talk about we talk about how impactful Jamal Murray is next to next to Nikola Jokic. You know how good of a psychic he really is. And I think last year, to me, last year, I think they proved that they're the best duo in basketball. Would you agree with that? Yeah, no, for sure. I, I definitely agree. I think when it comes to the playoffs too, it's just like you see Murray and Jokic have had. This is not just the one postseason that they've had success. You know, you go back to the bubble year and you go back even before that, too, where they played against, you know, the Spurs and the Blazers and those series. Just it's the consistency for me that that they've been able to prove themselves as a duo um, and a formidable formidable one at that. I think Murray really balances Jokic out well as far as able to get, uh, you know, get him good reason to pick and roll, um, you know, as a passer. And then and then Murray's a really good sidekick as far as taking those off the dribble threes that Jokic likes to create, you know, in the pick and roll. Um, those guys just have great synergy as far as passing the ball, you know, and cutting off each other, especially offensively. It's just like you could have those two guys out there and then surround them with basically anyone you want. You're, you're bound to have a good offense. So I just think in the playoffs last year, you see like even Murray and Jokic, they, um, I think they were the first duo in history to have a triple double. 
in in, in a playoff game or something yeah, like the that. Finals, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Forgot about that. Especially in the finals too, you know, in the highest stakes. I just think that really proved it for this year that they uh, or the duo to beat, you know, in the league is being, you know, as far as that that top spot. Yeah, it makes it makes Jamal Murray a lot more dangerous when he is playing without the ball. And obviously, you know, having a yep. guy like Jokic with a which is such a high IQ for the game, you know, I think that does make him make him a lot better, you know, being able to cut, being able to, you know, come off of pin downs or anything. So, you know, obviously obviously Jamal is definitely great with the basketball in his hands, you know, especially with a shot creation, but playing him off the ball is just it's just been fantastic. I mean, and it's a formula that has definitely worked. Um Another question that I have is because obviously the Nuggets are champs and I was watching the Lakers media day and Anthony Davis had a conversation apparently with LeBron James throughout the offseason, you know, basically anticipating another opportunity to play the Nuggets. So when you hear like, so what are your thoughts? Like, you know, when you hear opposing teams talk about, you know, getting their revenge against guys like Jokic Murray and the rest of the team. Yeah, for sure. I'm actually curious to hear what you think. Yeah. It's like a neutral kind of, kind of fan. Um, I think for me, it's, I think it's great. You know, I think rivalry is, is really, is really competitive. Uh, I think it makes it more, the stakes higher uh, when teams kind of go back and forth. And I think Bruce Brown was like a big uh, kind of guy as far as last year was talking like a lot to D'Angelo Russell. Uh, They kind of made his life hell as far as like, you know, there was like a bunch of stuff going around like that. I don't know if you saw, there was a picture of him with like on the cone because the Nuggets were just talking defensively all, all the time. So yeah, I think Bruce and, and D'Lo definitely had some, some, you know, some beef. Uh, but I just think, you know, Davis, you know, he kind of lost his top spot as the biggest, best big in the league to Jokic. So I think he's kind of eager to get that back. You know, and LeBron has kind of aged, uh, you know, over the past couple of years. And you kind of see that. Um, so, so maybe you want to see if he could kind of reclaim that spot as, you know, being the best player in the league or just kind of trying to knock, just trying to knock the champs out. But I just think it kind of adds to the competitiveness uh, of the playoffs and especially Nuggets Lakers. The Nuggets have gotten beaten by the Lakers in the playoffs every year since last year. That was the first time they ever beat the Lakers in a playoff series and their whole existence as a franchise. So the Lakers have owned the Nuggets when it's come to postseason play. So I think it was good to finally see the Nuggets kind of get over that hump and beat the Lakers. But yeah, like I said, just I think it adds to the rivalry. I think even like next week, night one is going to be really fun to watch. It's gonna be good. You know, as far as that great for sure, as far as that rematch goes. And I think Murray takes the challenge personally against the Lakers and Jokic. You know, I, I don't know if Jokic takes it personally, but he's definitely a very competitive guy. Right. Uh, when as far as going against, you know, someone of uh, Anthony Davis's caliber and same with LeBron James. So um, I think it was pretty cool, too, you know, after that after that series where LeBron was really complimentary of Jokic. I think he kind of sees him as as his equals, not his equal, but seeing him as far as like having that Hall of Fame type of trajectory, uh, you know, as he kind of progresses in his career. So I thought that was really cool as well. Yeah, um, I, I like it. I like the fact that I think I think it shows a respect level as well for what Denver is, you know, how great they are, because I don't, I think people need to really understand how special the run was, you know, like they beat yep. Phoenix with Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, Chris Paul, next round defeat the Lakers with Anthony Davis and LeBron James. And I know that the Miami Heat were eight seed, but you know, but when you look at how great Jimmy Butler was playing, especially in that first round against Milwaukee, you know, just to be able to go on that run, and be able to do what they did, you know, only lose one game at home and then, you know, sweep the Lakers. And then of course, win the Nuggets or, or, or you know, or win the series against Miami in five games, I, I just think that it's a special run. So I think that this playoff run this past year really showed that people have a respect level for Denver. And as far as for Anthony Davis, you know, saying that he's ready for the matchup, I love it. Honestly. I mean, I think it definitely, I think it's definitely, you know, a great battle between the two. And I think, I mean, it's, it's, it's no knock that Jokic definitely had the best of AD 
in that um, in that in that conference final. So he should definitely come back ready. So I'm I'm excited about it. I'm definitely excited about you know how that will be. You know, let's I mean opening night's gonna be great. Opening night's gonna be yep. something that everybody's gonna be watching. Um few more questions before we get out of here. Um you know obviously obviously a championship hangover can be real as you know we've seen it with several teams how we even saw with the Warriors this past year, you know, uh finishing as a six six seed and then having a horrible road record. So and I like what Mike Malone was talking about, you know, during media day, how he tried to keep, how he's trying to keep the team disciplined, just basically telling them, hey, this is a new year. You know, I know what we did last year was great, but, you know, we have to approach the season as a new season. So from your perspective, how can the Nuggets defend their crown and then possibly repeat as champions? Yeah, I think, you know, looking at the, a team like the Warriors, I just think that they kind of, their, their roster is pretty different as far as, you know, Curry obviously was, right. I wouldn't say he was the best player in the league, but he was probably, for, for me, I think Curry's like a top, three player in the league I would say at least you know close to it and I just think the surrounding cast with him kind of wasn't that great as far as you saw like James Wiseman and a bunch of young guys that just weren't ready uh, to kind of contribute on the on the periphery of the rotation I think the Nuggets have have a really top heavy starting five uh, I think you know they have the best starting five in the league but I just think you know you look at Jamal Murray's a guy who could take another leap this year he's pretty young Michael Porter Jr. the same way I think Gordon too is getting better and you know KCP is always pretty steady um yeah I just think the, the question is the bench for the Nuggets. You know, I think that's for a regular season question. They're just going to have to find two more guys beside Christian Brown who could kind of factor into that playoff rotation. But I just think if the Nuggets keep the same approach as far as, you know, trying to win um, and be healthy going into the playoffs, I think they really have a chance against everybody, no matter the seed they're in, as far as keeping up that championship kind of mentality. Um, but I just trust, you know, Mike Malone's a, a really good motivating coach. Um He's a really good coach as far as, like, the culture that he sets in. It's, like, a hard work. And the team is definitely a very close-knit uh, team in that aspect. So, I just think, you know, after the finals last year, I think they're kind of motivated for more. And I think they kind of see a window. You, like Calvin Booth did, uh, the other day, he, he said that the window is there. You know, we don't want to win just one. We kind of want to stay in that that kind of way as being a dynasty, you know, kind of like Golden State or, or um, like, a San Antonio. So, I, I think they have – honestly, I think they have the pieces as everybody stays healthy. I think they have the pieces to to go on a run to win either another one to win multiple um, that they could do. So I just think obviously Jokic and Murray have to stay healthy, but those guys stay healthy. I think sky's the limit for the team, and they could you know have a chance. They just need a chance to go back to back. So that's a fact. That's definitely a fact. Um, so what record do you think that the Nuggets will finish with this year, and do you think that they'll finish as the first seed again? I think it's going to be close. I think the Suns probably might have if. KD stays healthy, uh, and Beal. I think they have a chance just because they're probably be a really good regular season team to be the number one seed. Right. Um, as far as the record goes, maybe a couple more games. How much? How much games did they win last year? Fifty something. Fifty three. Fifty three. So I think probably around that ballpark of like fifty ish, maybe if they could do that again. Uh, it all depends on the rest schedule too. Like if if the Nuggets are kind of giving those guys off, you know, get more games than last year, that I could see a little bit of a dip in the standings, but. I would be surprised if the Nuggets didn't finish with the top three seed. Yeah, I definitely think that they have a chance to do it again. I'll, I'll be real, even last year, even before last season, I predicted them to have a top seed, and it seemed like that's something that they always want to aim for. And you know, it's like it's like we mentioned earlier, you know, it's like it showed to be beneficial, especially for them going into going to that good playoff run. So it's something that they're going to push for. Of course, it's not going to be easy because, like you mentioned, you know, Phoenix definitely elevated their team from last year, and you know, they're going to they're going to come into the season hopefully being fully healthy and. We'll just see how that goes. But CT, yeah. man, I appreciate you for coming on and talking nuggets with me, man. Definitely going to have to do this again. Uh, let the people know where to, sure. find you, where to find your work. 
Yeah, thanks, Nick, for having me on. I appreciate it. Always great speaking with you. I remember we did a, a podcast last year. I think it was like yeah, we did. Yeah, it was my last podcast of the Hoop Truth. Shout out to my guy Agu. Yeah, for sure. But no, it was definitely a great time doing that as well. It was, yeah. it was funny. It's foreshadowing too that they they won the championship. That's true. So, yeah, that, that was awesome. That was awesome. But yeah, once again, thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Like I said, always great speaking with you. Um, yeah, I have a couple of pieces coming out uh, pretty soon. Some draft stuff. I'm getting more into the draft again. I kind of took a hiatus for a little bit just because I've been pretty busy. Um, but trying to get more into the draft space again, like I used to be. Uh, so expect a couple more pieces coming out in that aspect. Put a lot of film studies out for the Nuggets. Julian Strawler, I'm going to actually have a, a film study tonight. Come out on him for his game uh, yesterday. So and I'm always talking Nuggets and NBA on the timeline. So, uh, yeah, you can follow me, CT Fazio, on Twitter. CT Fazio24 on Twitter. And then uh, I have some stuff on Crown Hoops as well uh, that we should be, um, you know, uh, producing soon. So definitely uh, be on the lookout for some content. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Make sure to check out all that, man. Definitely appreciate everybody for tuning in. Make sure to follow us on Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it. I love you, TGB Ball. Follow myself and Nick Andre ATR. Make sure to subscribe on any platform that you listen to, Apple, Spotify, you name it. And until next time, you guys, deuces.